Hello and welcome to Nuff Said, the musings of two mid-30s comic-obsessed nerds who liked all this stuff before it was cool. I'm Kira. And I'm Craig. And today we are doing our inaugural podcast, so thank you for joining us. Indeed. And today we're talking about Doctor Who. Yeah. Specifically Eve of the Daleks, but we can't talk about that without talking about the flux. Yes, the... Uh... The infamous, the infamous, the infamous blocks. <laughs> so, um, well, as I haven't asked you yet, yeah, how, what did you think about the uh, Eve of the Daleks? The first ten minutes, I thought, oh, this could be interesting, mm-hmm. and then, <laughs> yeah, and then I watched more than ten minutes, and I realised that actually this story was kind of, it was a bit like a very poor attempt at doing. Peter Capaldi's Heaven Sent episode. It, yeah. You have this kind of loop going on. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, spoilers, people. <laughs> yeah, you know, sorry. I'm not gonna, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you might have to expect spoilers, because in order to talk about it, we have to talk about everything. Yeah. Yeah, I... I so, I usually like things like bottle episodes, where it's like yeah. a cast in just doing like one room or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm all but for that. I do think... Yeah, I do think you were right about the Heaven Sent comparison because the thing is with the Heaven Sent, it's very it shows the workings of the Doctor. Yeah, his mental state. Yeah, like his obviously private TARDIS in his head, uh-huh. um, and the loop actually makes sense because it's him trying to obviously get through with what's ever going on. Yeah, breaking down the wall, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But. I felt in the New Year one, I felt like the environment. Yes. Really boring. And not very storage unit. Yeah, which didn't even look like a storage I know he's. No, it didn't look I know like he's got one customer, but it didn't look like a storage it unit. It didn't look like a storage no. unit. No. I've used a storage unit and it <laughs> yeah. didn't look like that. That just looked like. What, what did it look like? It just looked like a bit of a weird. It was just a factory that had like. Factory, yeah. I didn't know that, yeah, I think I don't. I don't know. So that in itself, kind of weird. Okay, uh, so you've got two characters who are caught in the the middle, mm-hmm. in the crossfire. You have um, Sarah, who owns Elf Storage, because the S fell off, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then... It's Christmas, shall we? Yeah. And um, then her only customer is Nick, who... Categorises board games or something? Is that what? Is that what I took from that? <laughs> it's... That's, so, okay. that's all I took from that. Okay, that's all you took, okay, all right. I took from that. So he brought that in because of because he's in love with... Oh, no, 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 I do remember that bit. And that's, oh, yeah, that was my final switch-off point, I'm afraid. Oh, what, with the, with the whole, like, it's his ex-girlfriend? Oh, it's an unrequited love thing. Oh, I put him in the story. No, 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 no. It was more just the kind of unrequited... Like, it's like, oh, it's, this is when I know you'll be here. Oh. Yeah, but oh. In, in, on the flip side of it, I like how the character that he was in love with... Like him at the start, I was just sort of like, Oh, he's here again every year. Okay, yeah, that is a bit more interesting. And he also that's... calls him weird <laughs> to his face, yeah, that's true. So, you know, okay, no, that is a good point. <laughs> I feel like she was more interesting than he was. I really liked her, and notice how I say she and he because I actually can't remember their character names, which is really yeah. bad. No, it's but fine. It's because I wasn't all that invested, so I only remember the names because one of them is the name of one of my best friends, right, Sarah, and the other one is the name of my ex-boyfriend, which is Nick. Oh, okay. so I remembered that, right? Okay. But I also I thought I can't remember the actress's name, but apparently she's a very famous uh, stand-up comedian, right, from Ireland. Uh, I thought she was the most interesting in that. Even maybe 
I kind of maybe preferred watching her than the Doctor. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was probably the most interesting character in the whole the whole episode. But, obviously, this whole stuck in a time loop thing, which, yeah. again, I liked the idea, and I like that every time it reset, a yeah. minute had gone forward. Yeah. But what I think they should have put in, or actually made it, was actually done it in real time. Which again, I think that would have been better. Very hard to do as a script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but can, can be like, done. Can yeah, be done. but like you know, in um, Mummy on the Orient Express, there's like a little counter. Yes. Do that. Yeah. So like every time it goes down, yeah. six minutes, five minutes. Yeah. And do it. Yeah, I felt that would have worked better. I made it a bit more. Because there are bits where you're like, this is longer than three minutes. Yeah. The doctor just had a speech for two. <laughs> and not a very good one. Why was the music swelling? Like I it was don't know. It wasn't good. It no, it, no, it wasn't good. And also, okay, one thing I did quite like, and this seems like such a minor thing, but it is okay. kind of important, is that the actual, um, the visual effects in the episode yep. were actually pretty good. Yeah, like with the, 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 the barrier. The, yeah, the barrier yeah. looked awesome. Yeah. And I quite like that the Daleks have now got, like, automatic guns. It's yeah. It's a little bit silly, because but, it's kind of... Why would a laser gun that it already has need... <laughs> A repeating action, which also <laughs> it already does that just by being a laser gun. Yeah, need and also that. it shot them like twenty times in one go, but only one yeah. effect of being. I mean, hit. they've been doing it for how many god knows years with one laser gun each, and doing, doing it perfectly. So. I mean, the only thing we can like refer to is that is the one form. Is it? Is it Remembrance of the Daleks? Yeah, with the special. Weapons Daleks. The McCoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the two Dalek clan yeah, fighting. Two factions. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't mind it. It was quite kind of. It looked quite cool, but actually, now talking about it aloud, I realised that actually it's kind of stupid. However, the visuals still look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt so. Yeah, just a bit of backstory there. The episode opens with obviously Sarah and Nick having a New Year thing, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then when we get to the Doctor, Yaz, and Dan, we have the Doctor going, "Oh, because of." The flux, the TARDIS is doing all this shit. Let's go and reset everything. <laughs> But we've got seven seconds to get out, and we're going to a beach. It's not going to happen, obviously. Yeah. So they get out, and then the TARDIS is, like, cracking, but also lava. Yeah, yeah, what is it doing that for? But because of that, that creates the time loop. Yeah. But then... So it's, another, all, it's all a bit convoluted because actually you know, a lot of this kind of went over my head mm. in terms of like what the actual reason for this happening was. Yeah, so um, we did a hard reset on the TARDIS apparently. Yeah. Um, but also, now, I don't know if the has had this, but the Daleks can trace the energy signature of the TARDIS to find the Doctor anywhere now apparently. Because that's why they're there. Yeah, I mean... Have they always been able to do that? Because it didn't show that in the episode. No, they haven't done it, have they? No. Although, have, although, although, have they ever really tried? I mean, it's Daleks. <laughs> but have they ever tried? I don't remember an episode where they've ever tried to find him. It's more that he, you know, or she, drops into the story with the Daleks. Yeah, maybe it's because um, of the TARDIS being... It takes them where they are needed, not where they have to go. Yeah. So maybe the Daleks have sort of gone... Or maybe they have created this because of what happened in Flux. Maybe. maybe. But again... That whole plot point. This is where we're going to go next after we've talked about Eve the Daleks. But one thing I will say yeah. is that in a few different places I read that Eve of the Daleks was going to continue... Yeah, the story of the, the story flux. Of the flux. But the only thing it does is just reference it. All it does is say one thing... Two. Two things. Two things. Two things. Yeah. See, I was paying attention. <laughs> two things. Yeah. 
um, about the flux, yeah. which is probably going to be the most overused word of 2021, I think. Because the, the amount of times I heard the word the flux. Hilariously, though, when it first got announced, there's a game, a card game called, called flux, flux. And there's already a Doctor Who version. I was like, oh, they've got a new version of the game. No, it's a series. Okay. Yeah. Also, we have to remember that this episode was meant to be part of season 13. Because it's meant to be eight episodes. Yes. And then the yeah. special. Yeah. But apparently, I don't know who mandated it, but they were like, no, no, let's do six episodes and then save the other two for specials and then make a final one. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do a single story, doing it in six episodes is definitely more sensible because the longer True. you extend one story, hmm. harder it is to do well. Okay, Torchwood is a good comparison to this. Mm -hmm. Children of Earth is excellent. Yeah, and it's five it's Categorically excellent. Yeah. Five episodes. Yeah. Excellent. But then again, it's Rusty Davis. It is. But then he also... Yeah, but then we had Miracle Day, which was also Rusty Davis, but it was ten episodes, and it wasn't really that interesting. I think it was ten episodes because the US network wanted more episodes. They wanted more episodes. But it shows that a self-contained story stretched can over work. a longer period of time can be a bit rubbish. Whereas if you do it shorter scale, so mm. six episodes is very sensible. That makes sense. Um, I mean, I think as well, the Torchwood Children of Earth had a big... Uh, presence because it was on every day that week. Yes, it was. Which was very cool. Really cool. And you got the whole story in five days. It was a proper event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I was very glad that they made that because I was worried that Torchwood would never do something like that. Yeah. But when he did it, I was like, okay, this can work. Yeah. But then I think Chibnall might have gone, oh, we could just make this six episodes, it'll work, we find. Yeah. Which makes me wonder with the ending of Flux, and then you've got the Eve of the Daleks. Yeah. The, the enemies of the Flux yeah. series are gone by the end of that sixth episode. Yes. So are we to believe that that was always meant to happen and the next episode was meant to be the end of the series? I don't know. That no one knows. Sense. I don't know. Um, I'm a bit annoyed because I thought, okay, they kept on saying, oh, yeah, it's going to continue the story mm -hmm. uh, in the New Year special. Yeah. But then it comes around, either the Daleks has happened and actually... Nothing has developed whatsoever on the front. No, so, so all I, we got I'm, was the TARDIS needs to be reset because the flux made that happen to it. But I was sure that was happening before the flux, right? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Because the doors kept appearing in different places. Just to put you guys into the picture here, <laughs> both of us are huge Doctor Who fans. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like we have absolutely zero idea what we're talking about today. <laughs> but the reason for that is, is because both of us have, in its most recent years... Mm -hmm. For us, yep. Doctor Who has taken a downturn. There are a few episodes I do like. There are some great episodes still. But there are some that just don't really make sense and do and, not show the Doctor in a good light. Personally. No, and overall, just the... I don't know, it's just kind of lost a sense of fun about it, if I'm honest. I don't really look forward to it in the way that I used to. I feel like a lot of people, if you say that nowadays, would be like, oh, you don't the Doctor being a female. Yeah. But I don't think the problem is that for us. They're not writing her as the Doctor. No. So really, if someone writes a speech or a script for the Doctor, yeah. any of them should be able to do it. Theoretically, any Doctor should be able to perform that same scene. Exactly. Which we have seen on YouTube and things with Sylvester McCoy doing the Pandorica speech, yeah, yeah. which was amazing. Um, I think even Colin Baker did it, actually, as well. I'm not I sure. I think he might have done it. Yeah. I think they probably got them all to do it. Yeah, because they're great. Yeah. But I think with this is... Unfortunately, they're writing the Doctor now as 
a woman. Does that make sense? They're trying to give her, like, mum qualities. Yes, which I don't think is necessary. I think no. they're trying to apply... I don't know. It's very. It's a very tricky area we're talking. It really about. is. But it's because like, it, I don't think that I don't think any. I don't think it's Jodie Whittaker's fault at all. I think given the right script, she's amazing, or she could be amazing. Yeah, but I feel the I writing mean, has kind of held her back. This is not a criticism of Jodie Whittaker because oh, no. I think Jodie Whittaker, actually having seen her in other things, is is very very good. She's really good in Broadchurch. I just I don't happen to think she's very good in Doctor Who. Most of that is to do with the writing. Because oh, of for the same reason you just said about, it's almost like they're trying to integrate oh, feminine traits yeah, of course, yeah. and apply them to the character of the Doctor. Now, the Doctor has never really been... I don't know. I suppose people... You could have an argument for this, but I don't know if the Doctor's ever been typically displaying male traits either. I don't think it's really been a thing. Mm, I suppose actually, possibly, no, possibly, I don't really think that is a thing. Possibly, because... but I don't know if you'd, you'd have to... I feel like you'd have to read a lot into that. I don't know if I can picture a time when... I don't been, think the, the doc... doctor's a man. The no, doctor's man I, stuff. I don't think the doctor ever portrays themselves as the, the, the gender or the sex no. that they are. It's just... They're the Doctor. Yeah. That's and it. Jodie Whittaker's Doctor doesn't necessarily do that either, mm. but I feel like the feminine traits are being kind of perhaps applied a bit more overtly. Yeah, maybe. And I mean... Maybe? I don't know. I mean, you know, I haven't really thought about that before, but I may have to do a bit of a rewatch to try and see if I yeah, can get I... a bit more of a handle on what I'm trying to articulate here. It's funny, because in some episodes, because obviously this is their first time at that point, as they know, yeah. as a female. Yeah. And obviously, when, like in, like in The Woman Who Fell to Earth, where they're, like, when Yad is like, ma'am, and she's like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, but that makes sense. Or like, I was just like, an hour ago, I was an angry Scotsman. Do you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense, and it's also quite yeah. kind of funny, because obviously that is, of course you're going to be a bit thrown out of sorts if you suddenly change gender without really necessarily intending to do it. Yeah, yet. and obviously I liked, even though it was only one line in... Um, Oh god, twice upon a time. Twice upon a time. Where even just the, the the look on her face, and when she says brilliant, she's very joyful that it's finally like, oh something fi new. Exactly. Yeah. She, it it it's one word. Yeah. And it, it, she portrayed it amazingly. Yeah. And then in her first episode, I loved her. But I feel like we've gone off. We've deviated. We've deviated slightly. from obviously the Eve of the Daleks. The point is, the point is, Eve of the Daleks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Eve of the Daleks. I found it particularly long. Yeah. And I felt like we just kept on... I know the point of it was that it was a time loop, <laughs> but it doesn't have to feel... Because I felt like I was stuck in a time loop just watching it, and it shouldn't feel that way. Time loop stories are absolutely fine. Quite happy with those. But yeah. this one, to me, it just felt like, oh, is anything else going to happen? Is anything new going to happen? Not really, because it doesn't, no, to be honest. No, it really doesn't. Like, the TARDIS gets reset, so that's fine. That, that yeah. was a non... Literally, the whole point of that was just to create a time loop, I believe. Yeah. But then the Daleks have this, like, massive hatred more for the Doctor again. Yeah. Because she was there... Sorry. One third of her was there yeah. when the Sontarans tried to destroy everyone yeah. the Daleks and Cybermen. Yeah, yeah. But we were told that was all the Daleks, but apparently it wasn't. It was Dwarfly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, let's talk about, very quickly, yeah. um, once again... We are post a very bold redesign of the Daleks. Mm -hmm. Yet, we've got the classic bronze Dalek 
back again. Because we know that... Because every time they try to redesign the Dalek, they appear in one episode, maybe two, Yep. and then you never see them again. Obviously, a lot of people are against the um, Power Ranger paradigm. Paradigm, is that the word? Yeah, the Paradigm, paradigm Daleks. Paradigm. I... I yeah, I kind of did like them in a way. They did so, look a bit like bumper cars, but I did kind of like them. The, the classes of the Daleks at that point were... The white one was the Supreme. The blue was Scientist, I think. Awesome. It's been so long. I know, it's been ages. Red was a drone. And I know yeah, that the white, yellow... Blue, red, yellow, The orange. yellow was the Eternal, but we never got an indication of what yeah, that was. Yeah, it was just the name. Because yeah. we never actually saw them again properly. Yeah. We only saw them again, really, like, fleetingly, with the Pandorica, and again with the um, Parliament. Yeah, because by the time of... And, but most of that was just Bronze Daleks, so... Well, the time of the Mission, Magician's Apprentice, we're yeah. back to very classic Daleks. Yeah. They also brought back the Supreme Dalek, the red one from... The red and gold Stone one. Earth, yeah. Which I liked. It was a great design. That yeah. Um, and obviously they had the blue ones back and black ones. It was very mixed. Yeah, yeah. Davros was doing... Yeah. But that Davros was really did. nice because you did see that actually they were very much the same thing. And actually the Bronze Daleks yes. being there didn't really feel that out of place from the original ones as no, well. No, I feel nice. that they tie in very well because yeah. it is... <sighs> Can we call it a redesign or a recolouring? Do you know what I mean? It's not... I don't think they changed much. I don't think they changed the design. I think they all they really did was make it look a little bit more... Intimidating? Just a bit more realistic. Whereas, obviously, in 60s TV, things are probably just glued on. When you put some bolts on it, it makes it suddenly look a lot more real. So I think... True. I, don't, I wouldn't say the bronze style it was a redesign. No, it I'd say it was really. just more of an update. It was just an update on an existing design. Yeah. They, just, they just gave it a new colouring. But then you've got, like, I suppose you can't really call it a redesign because it built itself from Sheffield Steel. That one was okay. I get why it was I like, like that. I like the idea. And I like how the Dalek took over that like, woman. I do, and I like the fact that it built itself based on what it could find. I thought that was a very clever, even if it was Sheffield Steel, because it had to be. But, like... I mean, as a northerner, I'm like, <laughs> it's fine, but you are leading into this so much with the Sheffield thing. Yeah. That one I didn't really have a problem with at all. I thought it was kind of a nice idea. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was the new version of it in the last New Year's special, yes, which I was. can't remember the title of that one. No. Res Re Revelation was it? No. No, not that It's one. something like that. Sorry, we're just trying to do this all about having things in front of us to sort of... We can look up. We want to try yeah. and get it off, like... Um, Memories. Yeah, which apparently are not very good. No, it's so. I'm sure it begins with R. It's the R of the Dalek. A lot of them do. They are, yeah. But it's like. Resurrection, Revelation, Remembrance. Okay, it, revolution. Uh, resolution, Revolution, Eve. Yes. Okay. So, why was it the Eve of the Daleks anyway? New Year's Eve. Yeah, but that's not. That, that was it. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Oh, they came out on New Year's Day, though. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also, it doesn't make any sense. It's the Eve of something. I mean, Yaz, once again. Is. Oh, the Yaz! Oh my God! Oh, yeah. yeah. So okay. So Yaz is in love with a doctor. What's your opinion on on like another romance between a doctor and a companion? So I think from Yaz's side, yeah, I think it has been obvious that she has feelings. Yes, I agree with. That. I think that has been her character. So that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't see the doctor. Going along with it. I don't either, but also there's this kind of hint at the moment that she kind of wants to. But also, there's a very weird 
like set up relationship between them that I don't quite understand, and I don't know if we're meant to if we're meant to understand it. So I, he's very because the Doctor in this is very distant and kind of since since Jodie Whittaker's Doctor appeared. Oh, she does this a lot, and it really it really annoys me where she'll sit there. Yeah. And Yasna, someone will say something to her, and she'll be like, oh, well. Like, right at the end, when she's like, yeah, I know, oh, funny. thank you. She actually thanks they'll, they'll also do this thing where, con- continually, they say, oh, you don't talk to us, you don't tell us everything. Yeah, John Bishop pretends that like he works there, or he's putting stuff away. Yeah. And then the Dalek even says, like, this is a diversion tactic. Like, I mean, I kind of I kind of didn't dislike it. It was Okay. Only because it's kind of an interesting way of somebody dealing with a Dalek. I find at the moment the Doctor doesn't seem to really do a lot of saving. This has been evident in the whole of her run, like in the Kablam one. Continually. Where um, the guy was angry at Space Amazon and tried to blow things up. And the Doctor was just like, I can save you. And the guy was like, oh no, I want to die. And the Doctor was like, okay, fine. So... (laughs) Even the Daleks, unfortunately, there's not really a lot more to say, if I'm honest, because there wasn't a whole lot of story, in my opinion. No, the only thing, the only thing to say, as you, like you said about the Yaz thing, yeah. I, I'm fine with Yaz being into the Doctor. Yeah. I don't think the Doctor should be into Yaz. Because I think... I think the way this is going is as she regenerates in two episodes, yeah. I feel like she's going to regenerate and kiss Yaz. That's what I feel is going to happen. Because I feel like once you change her from not being Jodie Whittaker, I'm not sure if Yaz is into it. I don't know. It's kind of like Rose. Rose Rose really wasn't in love with Eccleston. No. They were more friends. Yeah. And they were also... She loved him as a friend and she wanted to be around him all the time. Yeah, yeah. But But I think think the romance part of it didn't hit until... As soon as Tennant came along, Rose was like, oh, I'm into this. Yeah. So, I love you now. In yeah. um, case your face, I'm into this now. Yeah. Um, I think even Jackie tries to have sex with him. She wanted to sleep or something. I don't know. She's horny anyway. Uh, no, she was. She wasn't trying to have sex. I can't remember. Her. She, no. she just like saying, "Oh, should we get him naked?" No, she didn't say that. I'm sure she did. No, she, 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 no, she did not say that on BBC. No, she did not say that. No. Well, who, who dressed the doctor then? Because he, he went from Eccles' arm into pyjamas. No one was no one was mentioned in the dressing of him. Am I wrong? I'm just, oh, maybe I'm thinking of what... No, no, no. Sorry. What did happen... <laughs> Sorry. I just thought... No. What, Jackie's just Jackie. What did happen... Sorry. ...is that Rose was checking the heartbeat and she said both working. Oh, but she's and like, Jackie, you've got to do everything else. And Jackie said, is right. there anything else you've got to do on? Right, that's it, that's yeah. It. That's the only that's line. It. But who dressed him, though? I don't know. It's never mentioned. No, because he just turns up in the bed and yeah. he uses the satsuma in the pocket yeah, yeah. the dressing gown. But it's not, it's not, it's not explained. Stooped. It's not explained and it's not indicated that Jackie stripped him Sorry, and dressed yeah. him. Maybe it's just in her own head. That's I think maybe you, yeah. like you've been inventing some stuff here. <laughs> it's been a long time since it's all that episode. <laughs> That's not the know. problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as we're going back, yeah, Rose yeah. into it. Yes. Tennant was also into Rose. Yes. Which I never really liked. I know most people didn't. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say now that probably people don't agree with me. I like River with the Doctor because I feel like she's more on his level. Yes, I do too. I do too. I think I, I well, feel like because, I can see I, I can see a marriage between the two of them. Yeah. In a way that I couldn't with Rose, but it is realistic for because a lot of people are against the Doctor having romances at all, fundamentally yeah. on any level. Yeah. I think that's very unrealistic because mm. they're an alien. But it's very unrealistic to not forge connections with all of those people that yeah, I agree. spending time with. And actually, to have a 
very intense, very short-lived romance mm-hmm. is something that we all go through at some point. Of course. And actually, that doesn't seem like an unrealistic thing. And even if you go, yeah, Rose wouldn't have been... You, know, you can't see Rose being with the Doctor forever. No. At the same time, then, you, can, you can believe that it's a romance that could actually happen, even if it's brief. That's also Russell's strength, is making people real. Making characters yeah. real. Giving, think, giving these people families and loved ones and actually making them real. Yes, I think Yaz is into Doctor. Doctor, I don't know if she's into Yaz, but I do feel it will end in some kind of kiss. Maybe as she's dying. Or tears. I think, it's going to end in, I think it's going to end in tears anyway. And I, from what I'm yeah. led to believe, I believe that Yaz is not going to be staying on. I feel like this will be a whole new I feel like a era. whole new era, yeah. But I don't know how it's going to work with the 60th anniversary because that will be the next episode after her regeneration. Yeah. Which I think she will be back for, personally. Do you know what I mean? Russell's not a massive fan of multi doctors. Uh, yeah, it's more of a Stephen Moffat um, thing, isn't it? And with, well, I mean, it's it's a it's part of the DNA. But I mean, even even, even Capaldi hates them. However, exactly because mm. he said, yeah, he's indicated that he wouldn't do it. He doesn't want to come back. He said he's that, that's yeah, the story, which is really sad. He doesn't actually, want to come back for Big Finish. I kind of would love for him to be in a multi doctor story. Me too. I love a multi doctor story, but they are also very difficult to get right. Yeah. Day of the Doctor was actually a very, very good way of doing it. I don't know if he'd want to try and replicate that again. Just I think his his whole opinion was based on the fact that he felt the more multi-Doctor stories there are, the less effective they are. I think that's what he said. Which I believe is the same thoughts that Eccleston had as to why, partly why he didn't return. Tom Baker said the same thing about the five Doctors. Yeah, so that was straight after he had left. Yeah. And I felt at that time, which is fair enough, he felt like... He didn't want this role to be his defining yeah. role. Yeah. Whereas now he's the complete opposite. Oh yeah, he'll do it. And he's like, "This is my role. He'll do everything. He'll do everything. Everything yeah. and anything." Yeah. Which I'm not sad about. I like Tom Baker's Doctor. Who doesn't? But I do. I do feel that we should move on to discussing flux. Flux. A bit more in depth. Because yeah, I think so. There are things there that. There's lots to talk about in this one. In contrast to Eve of the Daleks, the flux um, actually has a lot more to talk about. Not all of it good. No. I mean, we're back to the whole Timeless Child thing, aren't we? We really? are. We Which, are. Um, no. Flux, for me, okay, we've talked about this already. We've yeah. talked about the fact that a single story um, is actually quite a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm not against it at all. And actually, I've been saying it for a, a little while now that Doctor Who should be embracing that kind of storytelling because that is the way that most TV now is going. Oh, yeah. Particularly on streaming services, everything is self-contained stories. And it's all there for you to just binge. Yeah, Star yeah. Trek Discovery, uh, it releases week by week, but it's still a self-contained story over, spanning over a series yeah. rather than a Monster of the Week. The Enemy. Swarm and Azure. Azure. Yeah. Now, Swarm and Azure as villains. Yeah. Like the fact that it's a new villain. Yes. That's a mark in the plus column. Mm-hmm. However, the minus column... You have a lot of minuses for these two. I do. I have a lot of minuses. Because I actually... Their performances are okay. They're not bad. Yeah, so Swarm... He was just being Paul Bettany. But... Yeah. I don't mind that. No. Mm, I don't know. I would have preferred Paul Bettany to do it. I mean, all they did a lot of the time was just kind of threaten to kill people and then not do that. 
Yeah. For a start. I also didn't like the design very much because I felt like, why have they had glitter on their eyes? What was that about? Why do they need that? The rest of the design wasn't bad. (laughs) I didn't mind this kind of the scully effect kind of... With the crystals and things. Yeah, but also it's kind of very emaciated skin around a skull kind of design with crystals. I feel like with the crystals, they could have tied it into, and I'm going to get his name wrong, El, is his name Eldrad? Eldrad. Eldrad, for a hand of fit. Well, I thought that's what they were doing. Yeah, that. I thought that too. I thought they might be bringing back Eldrad. But yeah, going back to um, those two, I don't mind design. Mm. I like the crystals and all that kind of stuff. Glitter, a bit weird. The teeth were a bit odd as well. They were in like grills. Yeah, they were. Costuming was all right. I don't think it was anything special, but it was all right. It was the glitter. Yeah. Really the glitter was the thing that really it was the... irritated me because it's like... It was a lot of glitter. Fell into a primary <laughs> school store cupboard. <laughs> and they went, looked in the mirror and went, that'll do. Actually, <laughs> this I, think, I think this is all right. I think I can work this. Um, uh... So, yeah, I didn't like that particularly. One thing I didn't think I would like, but I did like and then was really angry about... Go on. <laughs> Tectaeon. Yes. Now, Tectaeon in The Timeless Children. Yep. Okay. I don't like The Timeless Children storyline. Most people, I think, share a similar viewpoint. I would just say I don't like it for the Doctor. No. I'll leave it at that. I like the concept of The Timeless Children. I do. Yeah. It shouldn't be the Doctor. That is a good idea. Should never have been the Doctor. I'm not even that wild about it being the Master, but that could work. I mean, it works better than the Doctor. It works better than the Doctor. It makes more sense why he keeps coming back. Yeah. But I don't particularly (laughs) like that either. What I'd rather it be is a completely different Time Lord. Yeah. Entirely. I mean, it could have even been Rassilon. Or Omega, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, but then again, I don't even like that. I kind of they have their own storylines. I kind of like where they fall into yeah. the history of, of, of Gallifrey. I feel like there was like a rumor that um, it was called the Time of Children because there were like kids that can't die trapped in like right. that Eye of Harmony on Gallifrey yeah. or something, like yeah. all constantly giving out regenerations, which I thought would have been a, would have been a better thing because it shows how the Time Lords are just not nice people. Yes. But such a tech team, it was a complete monster who just apparently she adopted a child and just experimented on them and killed them over and over. And it's like, yeah. well, this is a good mother. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell she's a scientist, and oh, not, yeah. not a parent. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yes. So, so yeah. Tech I think, is quite an interesting figure because it's a side of Gallifrey history that we've never really understood much of. We know, no. it, we know it as Time Lord Society. What we don't know is what happened before that. With the Gallifrey. With the Gallifrey. Yes. Yeah. As, as, as a you know, as a species, mm-hmm. the Time Lords obviously are a particular elite. Tectayun basically created the regeneration of Time Lords. Yeah, which enabled the rest of Time Lord society to flourish. Scientist, explorer, went out, found this amazing secret. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a child found that was child near that, a portal. Yeah. I think she was an interesting figure. I liked that extra addition to Gallifrey law. Mm-hmm. I like the the idea that she has been there the whole time. I like that. And she is really an ancient figure by this point. Yeah, Um, alongside probably Rassilon and Omega, that kind of thing. Yeah, and the fact that she's been secret from that is really interesting. And she runs the Division. Division, which I'm not completely sold on whether I like that concept or not, the Division. I think it needs a better name, personally. I think it just needs a bit more... I just it's, think okay, it's not really explained. It's not really explained. We no. need more information. They're like Black Ops Time Lords. Kind That's of kind of yeah. what I was getting from it, but also I don't really feel like I know enough about it to really understand. Well, we won't now, will we? We won't now. She was almost pretty much a villain. She wasn't, yeah. she wasn't a nice person. And I liked their conversations between her and the Doctor. Yeah. There is a bit as well in Tech Team that kind of 
Sounds like she does care about the Doctor. And then she was killed. Oops, she's dead. Swarm and Azura wanted to get to the Division to go and kill the universe over and over and over. Yeah. But I feel like they only want to do this to hurt the Doctor. Well, they had a sto- They had this kind of conversation, didn't they? Azure yeah. and the Doctor. Where Azure basically says, I do this because I like to. And the Doctor goes, well, I don't do that because I don't like to. Yeah. And that's essentially the conversation. And yeah. it's a lot wordier than that. It just boiled down to, we like to destroy things. And the Doctor going, well, I don't like to do that. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. That literally means nothing. I really struggle trying to follow everything because because of the fact that nothing really paid off. All we got were a lot of dangling threads that didn't tie up. Well, which episode was it? Episode three, where they were trapped in not time. When Oh, it was episode three, because Swarm was about to kill the Doctor. Yeah. But the Doctor did that mind thing she does, which I liked because it's the Doctor. But then she jumped into the spaces of the people that Swarm killed to fix things. Yes. But then they all got split apart in time. Yeah. And the doc- the Doctor literally just has exposition scenes that yeah. whole episode. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about with Flux is the Sontarans. Before it started, mm-hmm. we got a nice publicity shot of the Sontarans. <laughs> and we all went, oh, they look really cool. Yeah, because they're like... They look like, they look like classic Sontarans, but they also look like a real threat. And they even mention, is it Lynx? Commander Lynx or whatever it's They called? do mention Lynx. Yeah. But as a friend of mine told me, it was lovely to hear Lynx's name, but all it did was remind you of a better story. <laughs> yeah. Rather than... It just made you think, oh, I could be watching that now. I could be watching that. <laughs> they were played for comic relief, which I was not expecting because I was led to believe that these were supposed to be Sontarans that were more of an actual threat. Yeah. Like the true Sontarans we used to have. Yeah. And in fact, all it did was make me go, the Series 4 Sontarans actually were more threatening and even though they were funny they were funny in a kind of yes I know I'm short I think this is but I can still more with you. how Strax was because Strax became the go-to Sontaran and he was comic relief. he was comic relief. and I do feel maybe that has evolved into how Chibnall wrote them even though Chibnall obviously is a massive fan of the classic Doctors yeah. and that series yeah. So obviously he wanted the design, but then he leaned into more of a Strax comedy role. Perhaps, yeah. But then when the Sontarans just... came back in the final episode, or whatever, yeah. they were more... Well, they were doing more things to make themselves a threat, because they became, like, the Austrias of this... But it was too late thing. by then. Yeah, it, it was, was too late. They'd already kind of ruined the the feel for... My desire to see the Sontarans kind of waned after I saw how they were just reduced to being comical. Sontarans are comical. They do yeah. look like potatoes. They do. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And they're short. And they're short. Yeah. You know, not that I like to admit that being short is funny. Of course, sorry. Yeah. I am short. <laughs> but again, it's more of something like, these things shouldn't be threatening, but they're also a race of warriors and they only care about battle. Yeah. That should have been played more. Yeah. Instead, it was, like you said, it was more like, ha we like chocolate. What was that scene? Yeah. <laughs> that scene... <laughs> Yeah, even I was like... I think that might be the worst scene of all in the entire Flux series. I mean, you might know more than me, but does does that tie into something that some Tyrants used to do? Do they like chocolate? Do they like, like, serotonin or something like that? Is that a thing? Not that I'm aware of, no. Where'd that come from, then? Because it seemed like it was a character trait of the Sontarans. I think it was more, oh, this will be amusing. Uh, Sontaran in a corner shop. They're already taking over Earth because of chocolate, then. Uh, Well, if you go through the episodes, the first one, it was just exposition. Exposition. I didn't think it was that good. But no. I was intrigued to see where it went. Yeah. Episode two, Sontarans. Yeah. 
Crimean War good setting. Yeah. Like the mood. Like Mary Cole, Mary That was yeah. good. Fun. Again, no men are evil thing that that character. Yeah. yeah. Episode three, I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, episode three was on the Temple of Atropos where the Mori, who are the keepers of time. But episode four, Weeping Angels episode. I like. I actually really like that episode. I thought for the first time in a long time, I thought, ooh. I like the setting. Setting was great. It, it's really, it works really well for Weeping Angels to be in like an English village. But that is perfect setting for them. Yeah. But also to pick two eras, okay, the 60s, that kind of, uh, that time when everything in village life as well in particular mm. would just be that little bit kind of distant and remote. Yeah. And then go back to 1901. Was it 1901 they picked? Possibly. I want to say 1901. It was like 60 years between the two, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, was it, it was in the 20s? I thought it was 1901. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was 1960... Was it 1967? So, 1964. I'm making it up. It was 1901 because Claire had been there three years. She arrived in 1961. Yeah, that was there it. you go. You're right, yeah. So, yeah, 1901. Again, that kind of pre-First World War, kind of not quite Victorian, but not quite mm. modern either. It's a very cold and weird little yeah. setting. And Which I is why like you can that. see why the people just chose it, because it's very remote. Yeah, and, and I like that. It's just like, it's going to yeah. be like a bit of a... What old wives' tale or something? Yeah, yeah. So I thought fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a new character who was probably one of the best characters. One of the best characters in the whole for series. the last few years. Yeah, Professor Jericho. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Loved him. Yep, he was great. Loved him. Loved him. Loved I feel him. like he's going to get his own big finish series. Just saying that. Well, I kind of hope he does, but I kind of <laughs> wish I'd seen more of him on screen as well. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, it's a shame, really, because it took me a while to realise who the actor was. So I was like, oh my god, it's him from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. He was, he's great in that as well. He so seeing him and also being seeing him be like this person who is genuine, genuinely affected by the wars. Yeah. And is this decent person who yeah. will do anything to protect people. And, yeah. you know, and even the Weeping Angels like tie into that, don't they? Saying like how he has no family, he's exactly. alone. Yeah. And then he doesn't falter. He actually makes himself more resolve to be this person he does so the only thing i did not like about that episode was the final shot where it was turning jody whittaker's doctor into stone i feel like i feel like if i'm wrong i felt that that visual was what they based the story on and i did like at the end how the angel in claire said like we've made a deal yeah They'll let me go yeah. if we get you. Yeah. And I quite like that. I like the fact that they just cannot be trusted. Even when they yeah. go to her for help, yeah. they still completely go, no. actually, I've been... This is a better help. deal. I'm doing this, yeah. Because yeah. even that weeping angel was like, I will tell you everything I know yeah. if you let me And all of a sudden, it's free. like... And now it's like, actually, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I did like the shot of the weeping angel hand in the tunnel. That was pretty cool. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um... Yeah, overall, excellent episode. I yeah. just did not like that final shot. Yeah, episode five, a bit wishy washy. A very wishy washy, um, in my opinion. Shall we talk about Vinda and. I suppose we must. Stell? They? What was her name? Um, but anyway, Vinda and his girl, woman, wife. We don't know if they're married. Are they married? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. She probably doesn't really mess with us. She meets up with Calvinista, Calvinista, the yeah. dog. Yeah. Didn't mind him. Oh, I didn't like that. It was a bit random. Yeah. How, why does everyone on Earth have a dog that saves them? But they've never been back for anything else. 
Yeah. All these times, all these people have died. It's like, oh, well. Also, I mean, I can kind of, you know, I suppose it's a bit like the the, the cat nuns in series two. Yeah. Which, okay, they did actually kind of look quite good. Yeah. But Calvinista, I feel like just, it just looks like a dog. And for some reason, that looks stupider than a cat as a nun. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Logically, a dog, space warrior, shouldn't look any sillier. Than a cat nut. Than a cat nut. <laughs> but it does. But it does. I think it's because they made him like a shaggy haired dog. I think, yeah. I think it's that. Maybe. He looks like a really, he looks like a baby Wookiee. Yeah. But not threatening. Not threatening at all. <laughs> and then they made him northern. I'm like, Which okay. makes it even worse. Yeah, I was like, okay. Oh, also, that their race have ships that can repel the flux, that can destroy everything. Yeah, but why? Why have they come Plot. up with that technology? Plot. <laughs> anyway. So, there's that. Yeah, so Vinder and his... Wife, let's say. She's having a baby. He doesn't know. He's trying to find her. Yeah. Spoiler alert, they find each other. They're happy. They leave. Yeah. Sorry. That storyline, I thought, was going to go in a very different direction, because we even talked about it at the time. We we thought that that might be the parents of the Doctor. Yeah. I thought that the the unborn child was the Doctor. doctor. I did too. And I thought that's where they were going to go with it. Plus, as well, when Tectoon found the the child, she was mixed race. Yeah. Um, so it would work because Vindar and yeah, yeah. they. So yeah, I thought logically that would probably. But then here is me trying to think logically, logically yeah. with Chip here of Doctor Who. Happen, is it? No. Doesn't work. Yeah. So of course I thought that myself. We talked about it, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. Nope. And it turned out but they were just went. there. They were in it, and they left. Yeah. There was no, there was no drama. There was no storyline actually about them at all. They no. had no connection. The to... did do some stuff when he was in the time when he went, met Yaz. Yeah, and Diane. I forgot about Diane. Um, Dan has a love interest, Diane yeah. from Liverpool, but she gets stolen by Azor for no reason. No, she's put in this thing called a passenger, which I believe is a thing that can house. 10,000, 100,000 souls? Yeah, but again, I don't know why. No, I don't know why. Apparently, Doc said it's one of the worst things you can make. Why? I don't know. But basically, that was there as, like, a deus ex machina anyway, because it saved the day. I feel like this this is a real... This is an issue that keeps coming back, is that we keep getting told things are bad. We don't get shown We don't get shown anything. So the flux hits the universe, but still things are alive. Yeah. And then... The Sontarans basically think of a thing where they use the shield protecting the Earth so they can open it around their enemies to destroy them. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So they did that, and then the Doctor's just there going, yeah, cool, let's keep doing it. Uh, the Doctor allowing that to happen... It because is, Calvinistus' it... race got... basically. I know. They committed genocide on his race. I know, but... You didn't see it. But... Even with that in mind... She would never do that. The Doctor should never allow a genocide to happen. Nope. Yet she does. Yep. And also, it goes completely against the character of the Sontarans, because they make a deal with the Sidemen and the Daleks, then they double-cross them. That's not honourable. No. That's not facing your enemies face forward. No, it's not. That is a complete... Basically, it's a character assassination of the Sontarans and the Doctor. Is this also a character assassination in some ways to the Daleks? They yeah. wouldn't run scared. Like I say, they'd rather die yeah. than do that. They would turn up and try and take the flux shielding for themselves. Yes. Not go, which this is great. Which, here. which the Daleks would easily be able to do to the Sontarans. Yeah. The Sontarans aren't that advanced. No. But then again, like, 
Even the Cybermen. I understand that Cybermen want to survive. Because I know. would, I would see the Cybermen. I can see how they would do that because they are more. Everything that they do to their own bodies is out of a need to survive. Yeah. So I can see that they would actually, they would engage in an alliance if they felt like it benefited them. Episode six. What happened? So the flux was doing its thing, and then they got rid of it. Yeah. By putting it in this random thing that yeah. can absorb souls. Uh, yes. Swarm and yeah. Azure were then rendered completely pointless. Yeah, they were killed, but then they were happy about it. Yeah. The Grand Serpent, turned out, was completely irrelevant in every aspect whatsoever. And then even though, even though Vindish probably should have killed him, they just stuck him in a rock in the nowhere, so yeah. he'll come back. They obviously were irrelevant because they didn't have any real storyline to speak no. of. No, then they left. So they left. And then, so actually, we reached the end of episode six. Oh, then we have time. Mm-hmm. Time itself as a enemy, as an enemy. Time then is kind of a bit irrelevant as well in the con- in the in the context of the flux storyline because yep. actually it doesn't really do anything. And not only that, the Doctor doesn't reverse anything, so the universe is still half destroyed. Yeah, and seems to be absolutely fine. Fine, <laughs> fine with it. Yeah. Why is she fine with something like that? That would mortify and fuel a rage in previous Doctors. Which is why I thought the Eve of the Daleks was going to lead to some kind of fixing of that. Well, because they kept on saying, oh, it's going to deal with the storyline, and then it turns out, oh, actually, it doesn't. We just no, mentioned it twice. No, do anything. Fogwatch, I thought, that, like Tech Teun, I thought would actually be a perfect way to completely eradicate the timeless child thing, given the response well, from the audience. The thing is, the they do open it. They open it in her face. Oh, yeah, they do, don't they? But it doesn't do anything because they're apparently they're controlling how many memories she gets back. Because it's in that weird... Do you know what? I am really... It's, it's actually really exhausting trying to fathom and understand, yeah. um, particularly the flux. But the flux in relation to the Timeless Children... Mm-hmm. Actually, why was it called the Timeless Children? There was only one. Oh, I imagine because... They kept regenerating because they've been experimented on. So it's the, the one. It's the one child. Yeah, but there's multiple versions. I don't know. Well, that's what I took from it. There is actually a lot of stuff that we do like about Doctor Who, of course. Um, yeah. It's just. <laughs> it's just this one doesn't quite fall into that category, unfortunately. It can be a bit tiring. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> but then I feel I need to keep up with it because if I don't. If it's get reference, like. Oh, I would never. I would never not I mean? watch it. Yeah. Even if it's bad. It's it's disappointing and and. And yes, bad, but I yeah. would not watch it because it's still Doctor Who and I still need to... Yeah, this is the thing. I feel like I would miss out and I don't want to not... I don't want to miss I out. I want to be excited about it, yeah. do you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I was excited about this... I actually was excited about this Eve of the Daleks one because I felt like, oh, it might be a fun episode. Yeah. Maybe things will get resolved. Yeah. Didn't. Didn't. Although, one small thing before we do finish. Yeah. I am looking forward to seeing the Sea Devils again. I wonder if they'll still sport those very fetching kind of... <laughs> N- you know, nets. I really want them to. And I want there to be a shot of them, like, in the third Doctor episode where they're coming out of the sea. Yeah, cool. I mean, that would be cool. Although I'm trying to remember, when was the last time we saw them? Was it Fifth Doctor? Fifth Doctor. With the, with, oh, my God, yeah, with, the, with that episode. Yeah. Is it that one I'm thinking of? <laughs> it might be, actually. With, with the one where um, that rubber thing comes out <laughs> and doesn't look great. I think it attacks Nyssa? <laughs> Or Tegan? I can't remember. And the Doctor is with fall into the Either wall. one of them probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like I like Nissa. Tegan's a bit give or take sometimes. So I kind of prefer Tegan. Really? I mean, yeah. she's, she's more mouthy, I suppose. Nissa's a bit, no at all. Well, she's, she's intelligent. Yeah, I know, but I don't know that. <laughs> and Adric's there. He's no Anyway. Well. well, only about maths. <laughs> <laughs> and having gold stars. Yeah, you know, it's which excellence. Is, yeah. <laughs> 
will say about Chibnall, I think he is better at writing characters within the universe than not the Doctor. Because I like his Torchwood episodes. And I don't mind some of his previous episodes on Doctor Who. I, I think, actually, his episodes on Doctor Who are probably some of my least favourite. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. So I, I'm trying to figure off the top of my head now. So I didn't like Hungry Earth. Yeah. The Silurian one. Yeah. Wasn't really keen on that. I wasn't that keen on it. Uh, he, did he do 42? He did do 42. So and I that, like is, 42. that is one I do like. I like I do yeah. like It's probably one of my favourites of Series 3. Yeah. Actually, I like a lot of Series 3. But... That was good. That was good. Power of Three was all right. Uh, I don't know. The, the resolution was terrible, but I did like the Doctor living with the ponds for a bit. I thought it was quite cool. The other one that he did was uh, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. That's the one. Which I think is probably the worst story of Doctor Who pre his own series. What I was concerned about, that typically when a show is underperforming, because mm-hmm. ratings-wise as well and critically, it's not been doing very well. Apparently, yeah. New Year's, Day, New Year's Day has actually been the worst. The worst. Yeah, I heard that. Um, so obviously it's, it is an endangered show yeah. right now. It need, it, I hate to say it, but it does need saving. And I think if... I think the BBC are seeing this as well. Yeah, but why, what I'm amazed about is that when a show underperforms, the network tends to tighten its grip and it tends to control yeah, it, micromanage it to the point where it can't flourish because it's like the so old scared. series. Yeah. yeah, because it's so scared of its creator not doing well. Yeah, it goes. Oh my god, we have to keep hold of it and control it ourselves. Whereas now the opposite has happened. The opposite has happened, and not only has the opposite happened, which in itself is quite a bold thing for a, a you know a, a yeah. TV. He has um, got complete control, really. Yeah, they've actually given it to a showrunner who had previously left, mm-hmm. which is basically them throwing their hands in the air going, we don't know what to do. Can yeah. you come save us? Yeah. So you did it once, you can do it again. Yeah. yeah. So they're getting him back <laughs> and he's enthusiastic and excited mm. about it, got loads of ideas, great. Yeah. But also he brings with himself a new arm and a yep. new dimension for Doctor Who, which is actually an external company. Also, I kind of secretly hope they'll bring Murray Gold back because I miss his music. Oh, God, I miss the music so much. I miss his music so much. But, yeah, I can happily go back and recognise the music, how it made yeah. me feel, what this was with, people's yeah. themes. Yeah. This, I do not know whose theme is whose. And also, I, the one thing I do like, I think the new theme is okay. It's all right. And they brought, they brought up a longer version for the credits, which I do like. Yeah, I like that. But I, that I can say that I don't feel any oh, connection so, to the music. No, it's so kind of... I don't know, it just it, feels like it's so... It doesn't feel exciting. And Murray no. Gold's music was just amazing. Murray Gold's music was like another character. Yeah. It was. It had a real presence. Every, really... every main character had a theme yeah. that would be fed through they reappeared yeah. and all that kind of stuff and it's like I mean if yeah. Murray Gold does come back then then great I mean he spent a long time on it he was on it for like god what course. 10 years so 10, it's amazing years? that he stayed on it for that long really but yeah. um maybe he misses it and he'll come back and maybe he does we can live, <laughs> we live in hope so basically in a nutshell uh if you've been listening to this whole podcast uh Timeless Children awful um Flux awful Papa from Jericho Apart from Jericho. I think Mike Claire as well, to not put that in there. Yeah, she's right. Sure. Eve of the Daleks, awful. Um, and set in Manchester. And set in Manchester. <laughs> Your hometown. Yeah. Um, we're not just hating I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to blame... Yeah, I'm not going to blame put, put it in Manchester. It's better than Sheffield, I suppose. <laughs> We've just alienated Sheffield. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, and, yeah, Chibnall Doctor Who in general, awful. Mm-hmm. I'm not... 
I'm not impressed. I don't really like it that much. No. I feel sad for Jodie Whittaker. I do. I really wanted her to stay on him. Leave. I wanted her to be... But I feel like she has, like, an allegiance to him, so... Yeah, well, also, I wanted, it, I wanted it to be great, mm. but also she, I think, was a bit undermined from the get-go, because... As she had a lot on her shoulders. She was the first female doctor. She had a lot to carry. She was, and I can see why there could be an argument for doing this, but I believe Chibnall told her not to watch any previous Doctor Who. I find that not to be a good thing. I find it not to be a good thing, but I see. I can see why, in the sense of an actor should don't base it on another be themselves in it. But I, I feel that. like an actor is able to look at something, take bits from it, but not. I would say so too. Emulate it, but also, I think the Doctor requires a certain type of personality mm. and I don't really feel like Jodie has that personality that necessarily fits with the Doctor yes they're all actors I get that yeah. yes an actor can do this and can do it, can do that role and this role and that role yeah, yeah. Get it. but also the Doctor is such a unique role it's unlike anything else you can't compare it to anything else really no, there is nothing else like it it's just a shame because I think she with the right writing could be great but personally I know you don't agree with me on this, but one of my favourite doctors is Matt Smith. But I feel like his writing as it went on. I thought you didn't like Matt Smith. No, that's not true at all. I thought you didn't. No, I love Matt Smith. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Every time I said, oh, sorry. It's because every time I talk about Matt Smith to someone, I'm always like, he's terrible. It's the whole Emma Frost thing again. Sorry, we'll get that one there. <laughs> let's not bring up Emma Frost. Or Jean Grey, for that matter. Well, let's not get into that. Um, um, yeah, anyway. No, but I like I'm sorry. I, I apologise. I thought that you would. Do we even know each other? I know. Do... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, but I know I know a lot of people have said as he went on, the writing got bad for him, and he became like in Day of the Doctor. He's very much like pointing, waving his hands a lot, which he never used to do in like, like series five. He does it a lot more as he goes on. Yeah, he becomes more childlike. Yeah, but in the first in his first series, I love him the most there because even though he looks young, he still plays that like an old man. Yes. But anyway, he watched it, loved Patrick Trout, took away from that, and made that Doctor. It can well, happen. Eccleston watched, uh, I believe, Talents of Wen Chiang. Yes. And he went, God, Tom Baker's brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. So you get a little bit of that, you can see a little bit of that Tom Baker in Eccleston. Yeah. It's very slight, but there are moments where he is quite silly, I, I and you get a little bit of that, I... Yeah, I mean, Eccleston will be the great tragedy of Doctor Who yeah. forever. In fact, um, he is he is probably the reason why I will start listening to more to Big Finish stuff, because it's him. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to more of him. So for the, kind of uh, our first episode, mm -hmm. uh, we've covered a lot of Doctor Who. Yeah. Doctor Who. We'll be covering all sorts. We're covering the MCU. We'll be covering, um, you know, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of ever-expanding media that seems to be kind of coming out at a rate of knots. Yeah. Um, same for the MCU, actually, to be fair. Well, basically, I mean, um, MCU, you've always got things. Yeah. We've got an upcoming Batman film to talk about. We've Which got, I'm very excited uh, about. Yeah, I'm very excited about it now. Which, before that, obviously, we would, like, we'll probably delve into the history of Batman in film. Yeah, I think we need to have a bit of a, a recap of what's happened yeah. before. Yeah, from um, to Clooney. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> <laughs> the high point of the yeah. beginning of that sentence the low point at the end of it but hey um, they're not bringing back Clooney so you know no they're not bringing back Clooney <laughs> so yeah so we will be back next week and uh, yeah I hope you will join us if you have any questions if you want you know, anything that you want us to to talk about feel free yeah. to drop it in comments in the immortal words of Stan Lee that's enough said it is indeed I feel like we have covered 
a lot. <laughs> However, if you disagree and think we need to cover more, please remember to like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, um, or you can subscribe on Patreon to carry on the conversation through our exclusive Discord. Indeed, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, you'll also be able to find us on TikTok for extra updates and reactions. I can't promise they won't be things like little venting rants <laughs> about things that have just happened but um i feel like if it does happen i'll need to give it like an hour before i st- i don't want to go straight on and be like complaining i or, think i yes. might be straight on yeah i mean you know we're both passionate Let's yeah, yeah, that. Let's <laughs> so uh yeah thank you everyone and uh that's enough said thank you